Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 68. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation, do you have a product or service that you would like to share with the 100,000 plus unique downloads a month Entrepreneur on Fire generates? Chris Brogan did, and when he sponsored an episode, he saw great results. If you'd like to have 15 seconds at the top of our show to share your product or message, go to www.sponsoreofire.com to find out more. Okay, let's get started. I am simply delighted to introduce my guest today, Stephanie Sammons. Stephanie, are you prepared to ignite? John, let's make it happen. All right. Stephanie is the founder and CEO of wiredadvisor.com, a digital leadership platform that is primarily focused on the financial services industry and professional services companies. Stephanie also consults with business professionals and professional service companies on how to excel at digital leadership, building online influence and trust, and growing digital equity in the age of social media. I've given Fire Nation a little overview, Stephanie, but why don't you take a minute, tell us about you personally, where you're from, et cetera, and then take another minute to tell us an overview of your business. Okay, well, thank you so much, John. I'm delighted to be on your show. And I am down here in Dallas, Texas, so every once in a while I will say y'all, and that will completely give it away. Hmm. Um, I started my career as a high school business teacher and girls basketball coach right out of college. So I always had this burning passion to build a business and I come from a family of, of entrepreneurs and I really hated being on a bell schedule, which is what it's like when you're a school teacher these days and, and back then. So I had... Um, a business degree. I had I actually majored in economics in college, and I met a Merrill Lynch financial advisor who came in as a guest speaker to talk to my kids, my my class, and I was just fascinated uh, by his career. And I ultimately went to work for the company for Merrill Lynch in 1995 at the ripe old age of 24. I think I had just turned 25. Um, I had to I had to beg my boss to hire me because there were very few women uh, in that industry at the time, and I was very young. And he said, "You know, Stephanie, you know I love I love your personality, your passion, your drive, but how in the world are you going to get retired millionaires to trust you with their nest egg?" <laughs> And I said, you know, I don't know, but I will figure it out. I will not let you down if you give me this chance. And so he did. He hired me. And I spent 15 years in that business. Much of that time, you know, I was a financial advisor and I was working with clients and basically going out and trying to build a business, you know. And I, I moved into leading and coaching and training other financial advisors on how to be successful. And then in 2009, I'm sure you remember as well as everyone else, uh, really the end of 2008, beginning of 2009, the financial crisis hit this country. 
And so I had a unique opportunity to move on after 15 years, which we'll talk about, I'm sure. It was really time. And so I started my company, Wired Advisor, and I, it, it's really a, a blend of my high trust relationship marketing experience with my teaching and coaching background. And also I have a, a bit of a technical software background. I'm a recording musician as a hobby, you know, in my spare time, which I don't have anymore. And, um, you know, so I learned before the days of GarageBand, I learned how to use technical recording software. And so my business is really a blend of all of those things. And since I, I left Merrill Lynch and, and started this company, I've really never looked back. That is just a phenomenal preview of what's to come. And it's just great to hear you just have this audio experience and it's obvious in the quality of your production right now with both how you're just presenting yourself and just how the audio is coming across. So it's going to be a very enjoyable interview for Fire Nation as we delve more into your story, Stephanie, as an entrepreneur. But before we do, we're going to transition to our first major topic, which is our success quote, because Entrepreneur on Fire, we really like to get the motivational ball rolling, and there's no better way to do that and to get the Fire Nation listeners pumped for the content that you have to share with us than a success quote. What is your favorite success quote, Stephanie? You know, gosh, I really struggled with this because I am just a connoisseur of uh, nuggets of wisdom, and I have so many that I love. But I'm going to go with um, a quote that has been meant a lot to me for years as a competitive athlete and a, as a basketball player, and it is a quote by John Wooden, the legendary UC, UCLA basketball coach, and it, it is, success is peace of mind which is a direct result of self-satisfaction in knowing you did your best to become the best you are capable of becoming. John Wooden has so many great quotes. I love that oh, one does. specifically. And they just have such a ring to them, kind of a melodious ring, which is just so beautiful to hear over audio. Can you, Stephanie, tell us how you actually apply this quote to the mentality of your life or to your everyday business? Sure. So I view this quote as really what the definition of success is. And <clears throat> it's, it's about giving your best, you know, every day. And the way that I try to do that is to gut check myself um, as often as possible to, to make sure that I'm doing that, that I'm giving 100% because I know I can't be disappointed in myself whether I succeed or fail if I'm giving my best. And if I'm not giving my best, I, I do the gut check and I ask why, you know. Um, is it because I didn't get enough sleep the night before? Is it because I really hate what I'm doing? Is it because I'm working with um, a client who is, is not fun to work with or what have you? So I'm always trying to ask those questions and uncover what it is that, that would be keeping me from giving my best. Um, so it's... To me, it's less about winning and losing, and it's really more about your, your experience. That's just a great way of looking at that quote. Fire Nation is really going to resonate well with that. And we'll use that to transition to our next topic, which is failure. As entrepreneurs, we have failure riddled throughout our journeys. 
Entrepreneurs fail every single day, but it's how we react to those failures that really define us as people. Can you take us back, Stephanie, in your journey and really share with Fire Nation a time where you had to overcome an obstacle or face failure or overcome a challenge and share that experience with us? Well, John, somehow I knew you were going to ask me about failure. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Let me give you a little background. So, you know, working for Merrill Lynch for so many years, um, I think it really prepared me for failure because you really had to fail every day to get one step closer to success. And you learn how to deal with rejection. You get a lot of no's when you're out there, you know, pounding the pavement, trying to build trust with people to get them to trust you with their their financial lives. And it's a very difficult sale, if you will. Um, but but I learned that no doesn't necessarily mean no. It may just mean not right now. Um, and I also learned how to get to know faster so that I didn't waste a lot of time on people who might lead me down a path where I wouldn't be successful. So additionally, I have played competitive sports all of my life. I was a, a point guard um, in college. I played college basketball. And you know, I've hit a three-pointer at the buzzer to win a big game, and I have blown a lead with a huge turnover to lose a big game. So that has really taught me to take failures and successes in stride in that they are they're temporary situations. So I just wanted to give that, that background on my perspective of failure. As far as, you know, the biggest failure that, that stands out in my mind was when I hit a dead end with my corporate leadership career. You know, when you do something and you work um, in an industry for so long, it's very tough to have that just stripped away from you and all of a sudden to be sitting there going, what now? You know, what next? And when the financial crisis hit in 2008, my career path, I was on a, a corporate leadership career path, essentially disappeared. And I had given up most of my client base by that time to climb this corporate ladder, you know, with the, the promise of, of the pot of gold at the end. And that was a huge risk. If you give up your client base, you give up your revenue. And I, I just, I sat there basically having to start over after 15 years. I left the company and I figured if I was going to have to start over anyway, I may as well do something that I really want to do. But as I said, you know, it's tough. A lot of people have gone through in in the last few years that they've been a part of a corporate downsizing. They've lost their their careers and they've had to start over. And you you become defined by what you do. And so, you know, I did go through six months of being pretty down in the dumps and sort of lost. And, you know, you go through all those phases. You're angry. You're in denial. And, uh, you know, it's tough, it's painful to get through, but it's amazing to get to the other side of it and really reinvent yourself and do what you're passionate about and be authentic to who you are. No, that was great because you really did share a failure that you had, and it wasn't a failure on your part, but specifically it was a failure of an industry and you were the result of what happened with the financial crisis of 2008 and 2009. And I do just love when you initially were talking about how you need to really look at success and failure 
as something that is going to pass. And I always go back to that one quote of this too shall pass, because that's such a great quote to look at for both sides of the equation. Because when you're being successful, it feels like you're on a high, but you need to tell yourself this too shall pass. And the same thing with failure, because both cases, it's a fact, they will pass and it helps you keep that level trajectory instead of having these highs and lows. It can really be quite dangerous, especially to entrepreneurs. Absolutely. I think you really have to learn not to internalize failure. It's certainly my fate uh, was also because of some decisions that I made. You know, I could have made some different decisions along the way uh, to not have found myself in that situation, if you will. Uh, But, you know, I I sort of trusted in, in the big corporate story and I, I placed my hands in the fate of others, and I made those decisions. But, um, you know, it doesn't make me a bad person or, or somebody who, who can't accomplish great things, and that's what I mean by you just can't internalize it. You've got to realize it's, it's going to pass and, and move on and move forward. So I do love that. And let's use that to move to the next topic, which is the other end of that spectrum, because as entrepreneurs – we are always having these little aha moments every single day that are just inspiring us and moving us forward and we're learning from them. At some point in every entrepreneur's journey, we do have that one larger light bulb that just turns on, the clouds part, the sun shines through and we're just like, aha, this is something that is going to resonate so well with my clients. Now, it may not always pan out, but that aha moment is still there and it drives you to do incredible things. Do you have an aha moment along those lines, Stephanie? Well, this is a tough one for me because for some reason, I've been conditioned not to trust those moments. Um, You know, I don't want to get too excited if something works and I don't want to get too discouraged if something doesn't work. So it's more about, for me, the aha moment is is a series of moments. As you realize, you know, you're building momentum with your business. Um, You're getting up every day, you're lacing up your shoes, and you're ready to play. Just like you're doing with this podcast, you know, you're doing it every day. You're, you're, You're stringing together these moments and these opportunities so I just believe slow and steady wins the race, and I um, am constantly tweaking and changing and trying to improve, and I can't really say that I've had this, this incredible aha moment that, that has made me completely change directions with my business. It's totally been a process. I definitely hear you, and we recently had an entrepreneur on the show. His quote speaks volumes to this level, which was, I am constantly amazed by how clueless I was two weeks ago. That was literally his quote, and it makes so much (laughs) sense, especially in my industry and with what I'm doing, because it's incredible how much I learn and improve my business in two weeks. So there's just these little aha moments that I'm having all the time and that you were alluding to, that you were having, that were just building to one big success. And it wasn't this one lightning bolt to shot down, which I have been lucky enough to have on some levels at some points of my entrepreneurial journey, and so have others. 
But for you, it was different. You were having small aha moments that were building to a big success. On that note, have you had an I've made it moment? Uh, Definitely not. Um, The same thing. You know, I just try to take everything in stride and I really evaluate um, whether or not I'm going in the right direction by uh, measuring relationships. You know, am I Am I developing the right relationships with the right people who believe in what it is I'm providing and who are willing to pay the price, uh, who are willing to pay my price, if you will? And so that's that's more of my philosophy about the whole thing. Things change so fast. And so by the time you figure something out that is, you know, that I've made it or that aha moment, uh, the rug can be pulled out from under you. So... I, uh, you know, I just prefer to just keep plugging, keep moving forward, keep improving, um, continue to, to tweak your business model, to meet the needs of your clients, um, and to make it fit uh, with your lifestyle. And that's what I follow. No, I do love that model because it's just, it resonates so well in so many different ways with so many different entrepreneurs. The thing is, is that it's so important to enjoy the journey that you're on as an entrepreneur and to appreciate the achievements that you've accomplished and kind of take a step back and just say, wow, I really have accomplished my recent goal. And it's not necessarily right or wrong to, to call that an I've made it moment, but it is important to really take a deep breath and say, you know, wow, I really have accomplished something special here. And then set that next goal and drive forward towards that because Entrepreneur on Fire, it's about the journey, and you as our Spotlight Entrepreneur, it's about your journey, and I'm just really glad to hear that you are enjoying your journey along the way while not getting ahead of yourself and just saying, wow, I've made it. Now it's time to rest on my laurels. Right, and and you make a great point about you know setting those goals and giving yourself a pat on the back and saying, oh, great, you know, I've hit this milestone, now it's time for the next one, and I definitely... I definitely do that. Um, I'm a big believer and you have to reward yourself and pat yourself on the back. And because especially when you're an entrepreneur, it can be a lonely position. It's, it's not like you have people around you necessarily who are, who are doing, giving you kudos and, um, you know, helping, giving you rewards or kudos or whatever. You've got to do it yourself. You've got to give yourself some credit. You definitely do have to give yourself the credit. And it's also why it's so important to surround yourself when you have the opportunity to with people who are like-minded, with coaches, with mentors, with masterminds, people that just are in the same situation with you. I'm in a fantastic podcast mastermind, people that are in the same boat as myself. We are there for each other. We support each other. We give each other actionable advice. It's a great place to be. I'm building a very exciting mastermind community called Ignite here at Entrepreneur on Fire for entrepreneurs who are just starting out and need that togetherness feeling that they're not all alone, but there's other people out there that are in their same situation. So I could not be a bigger fan of what you're creating with Wired Advisor. And let's use this as as an opportunity to move into your current business right now 
Tell us, Stephanie, what are one or two things that are really exciting you about your current business right now? Uh, you know, what really excites me about my business is, is being my own boss. You know, I don't have to depend on anyone else but myself for my uh, career success and for the decisions that I make with my business. Uh, I can decide who I want to work with and who I don't want to work with. I can decide what, what products and services I'm going to package together and offer. Um, I can change my mind if I want to, which is very liberating. So that's what gets me up every day is I'm in charge. I'm building this, this awesome opportunity and I'm in charge of it. And I'm no longer at the mercy of, uh, you know, corporate bosses and a, and a stifling career path where my, my creativity is shut down. And it's so I'm so grateful every day just to have the opportunity to continue to build this company that I, I really started from scratch. You know, I really started with my brain um, in, in thinking about how I could serve my market. And let's talk about that business a little bit. Let's take the cover off of Wired Advisor and let Fire Nation peer inside. <laughs> I love that. Let's take the cover off. <laughs> um, you know, what it is in a nutshell is it's a leadership, a digital leadership platform for financial advisors and financial professionals. So I decided to uh, stick with a niche that I had been a part of for so many years because I think it's very powerful when you have sat in the shoes of um, the clients who you work with and it brings a certain level of credibility and trust to the table. And so um, what I do is, and, and what my company does, is we help financial advisors and professionals build online influence through um, digital, a digital platform, digital tools, and a digital, really a trust-based digital marketing strategy. And um, it, it combines some technology tools, it combines coaching, support, and then a little bit of um, what I call amplification, you know, helping these clients grow their online visibility and their influence maybe more so than they could do on their own by being a part of our system. So that's what it is. That's inspiring. Now, do you have a running podcast? I do. So I did a podcast. It's been almost two years ago, ran it for a year with a colleague of mine um, who was actually based in Israel. And he's also in the financial services space, and but very forward thinking and social media and, and digital. And uh, the, you know, the industry is changing so fast because of what's going on in with social media. And so we ran a podcast together, a weekly podcast, and it was very niche and narrow in targeting the financial community. And uh, the financial industry is very slow to adapt. And so we didn't really build a lot of traction with that podcast, and we decided to put it on hold. But what it did for me is really give me the experience in, in podcasting. And I love audio and sound. I'm a huge fan of it. Because you can listen while you, you can multitask, you know, while you're listening versus sitting and watching a video or something like that. So I'm a big fan of the medium. And I launched my own podcast 
probably six months ago, and I haven't really gotten it up to speed where I want it to be. But I'm doing some interviews. I'm doing some uh, insights and tips and leadership commentary, those kinds of things as, as it applies to building online influence and, and digital marketing. It is an exciting medium, Stephanie, because like you just said, you just really do have this audience that can be multitasking, but in a good way as far as when they're driving, they want to be consuming something, so they're focused on driving, but they can totally be consuming the content that you're giving. Or when they're going on a jog or working out at the gym, they're multitasking, but it's not like they're reading a blog post and what and listening to a podcast. They're actually doing things that are kind of mechanical, so they're really just consuming this content in a very powerful way. And you're so right that it's this day and age with social media, financial advising is changing so quickly. And I'm speaking to this being an advisor of old from John Hancock back in my Boston days. And oh, cool. I love the financial industry. It's a very powerful place. I have great memories from it. And I can just picture myself utilizing so much driving into work every day and having, which I did not have, but having a podcast that was speaking about the latest tips and trends. It would have been very powerful. And with the explosion of smartphones and tablets and now Stitcher Radio going in the dashboard of all the 2013 cars that are rolling out, podcasting would be a very powerful way for you to build a weekly following of financial advisors who need that powerful information when they're driving to appointments and they need that just little nudge of encouragement or when they're driving into work, they might need that little inspirational plug to really get them going in the morning. I think it's a great niche. I know it's not being utilized because I monitor the new and noteworthy. I monitor the what's hot. There's not one out there that's really killing it. There's Dave Ramsey. He's doing great things with his advice, but it's not specific to the niche of financial advisors. So This is a great example to all the listeners out there. When you have an absolute monopoly on information like Stephanie has on financial advising because of her career, there's a huge opportunity to go out there and apply that information to a specific niche. And I'm telling you, this day and age, it is incredible how people use iTunes as a search engine, just like they use YouTube as a search engine for videos. And Entrepreneur on Fire... We're getting over 100,000 individual downloads every single month and growing. So it's incredible how much organic traffic is going through there. It's a great opportunity for anybody. So Stephanie, I would definitely recommend that. And I'd love to be of assistance if you're moving forward in that area. Well, you've had some amazing uh, success with it. So I need to obviously get some tips from you. (laughs) But, um, you know, my... My deal with with the, the it's the Build Online Influence podcast that I've launched, and uh, I just need to be more consistent with it and get on a schedule. That's really uh, what creates the the momentum, as you know. And uh, I did launch this podcast with a more broad audience in mind um, because I'm doing more and more speaking to just business people in general and professionals, including financial advisors. But my um, my Build Online Influence podcast is 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 more um, inclusive, I guess I could say, with regard to who it would be relevant for. Yep, and that's one of my first items that I always discuss when I'm consulting with people who are just starting out podcasting, and that is consistency. 
Fire Nation knows that every single day there is a fresh podcast waiting for them. When they wake up in the morning, they can download it, drive to work, and they know it's a new, fresh show with a new interviewee. And they know that if they can't consume it every single day, that there's going to be five waiting for them Sunday night just to get for the entire week. And so it's that consistency that's really built that strong following. And when you're consistent, that's when people really are going to jump on it and just make it a habit themselves. So I'd love to keep talking about this because it's obviously a passion of mine. It's obviously a great opportunity for you. You already have the voice, the equipment, the skills to do it. So I'm really excited to see where you take that. But let's move into the lightning round because this is where I get to ask you a series of questions and you get to come back and provide Fire Nation with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? That sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? In my career in building a financial practice, although I worked for a large company, it was still my baby, you know, my business. So I had all the makings of becoming an entrepreneur, uh, but really it was that the promise of the pot of gold, pot of gold at the end of the rainbow uh, and climbing that corporate ladder, you know, that kept me from, it, it caused me to make decisions that weren't um, authentic to me and it kept me from really discovering what I was meant to do, you know, and, and being authentic. So it was just the, the promise of something that really wasn't there. What is the best business advice you ever received? That's hard to, um, you know, my dad has always given me awesome advice. He's been a successful entrepreneur uh, over and over uh, with companies that he's created and sold. But the best advice I received from a mentor of mine on, in my career path, actually it was a coach. I'm like you, I'm a big believer in hiring coaches and and getting, getting help, um, is to value yourself. And one thing I learned in working for a company for so many years that was not the low cost provider, you know, it was a premium firm. And so we could never compete on price ever. So I just learned that value is everything. Um, It's not about price. It's about the experience that you provide to your customers and to your clients. So if you, you know, if you go to a great football game, I recently went to a, a Cowboy, Dallas Cowboys football game, which was awesome, but they didn't play well. Um, you know, you're willing to pay that $20 for the the nachos. I had veggie nachos. <laughs> <laughs> and and a beer that would normally cost you, you know, 5 or $7. And the, you're willing to do that because you're at the, the Cowboy game. You know, and it's the experience, it's the big game, it's, you know, you, you can't possibly not have that beer and those nachos or hot dog or whatever it is that you want and, and pay the premium price. So now, Stephanie, be honest with me real quick. Did you yes. watch the actual players on the field or were you watching the Jumbotron? Uh, you cannot help but watch the Jumbotron. <laughs> It is so in your face, but it's really cool. It is. Yeah, cool. I was way up in the nosebleed section, so the the players looked like ants on the field. So I watched the jumbotron. Of course, it was awesome though. That place is amazing. So, 
I see so many people uh, price their their value so low, and I've had people um, who have uh, inquired with me, um, you know, in the industry, not in the financial industry, but in the in the digital marketing space. Uh, agencies, you know, about working with them, and I quote my my rate, and uh, I've had people turn their nose up at that, and it's not even that it's that high; it's that I've just learned to value myself. I know I have niche expertise. I know I'm good at what I do. I know I could be a value in in the situation, and so it doesn't bother me. Uh, you have to keep searching for the right clients who really believe in your value and the right partnerships. And I see a lot of entrepreneurs, um, you know, especially women, who just don't value um, who they are and what they bring to the table in the marketplace. So I'm very grateful that I learned that lesson early on in my career, and it has served me very well as an entrepreneur today. Stephanie, all we have is time, and we can either spend that time working with the wrong people or spend that time finding the right people to fill up our calendars. What is yep. something that's working for you or your business, Wired Advisor, right now? What's working for me right now is I am finally getting to a place where um, I've got the right model. And the model um, has, it's a journey, as we talked about earlier. And so I've had to, to figure out over the last three years what are the true needs and concerns and goals of the individuals and the companies that I'm working with? And as I have learned over time, sometimes it's not what you think. Um, it takes the, the experience of working with clients to figure out, oh, wow, you know, this is really what they need help with, yet uh, my business is offering this, which may or may not be relevant. So, um, you know, I'm after three years of doing this, I'm figuring out what are those specific needs of my target market and how can I package and price my services to where I'm truly adding value and helping these professionals to build online influence and find success in transforming their business models into the digital age. Stephanie, what's the best business book you've ever read? Michael Hyatt, you may have heard of Michael Hyatt. He's at michaelhyatt.com, but he... Episode number 26. He was incredible. Oh, cool. Oh, awesome. Um, so his book is Platform. And what Michael did was articulate so well uh, what, what, what I've been trying to teach and articulate for the last three years in my business to the financial community. And, and Michael just has a great way of laying everything out. And, you know, you can read that book word for word and know exactly how to go out and claim your space in this personal digital revolution and be extremely successful. Um, now, it's a lot of work and a big commitment, as you as we both know. But, uh, you know, Michael, I loved his book. And Michael inspired me into leadership again, into believing in leadership again. He just recharged my leadership battery because I had been really burned out about that, that entire topic and concept with my corporate 
experience and corporate leadership and management and all of that stuff is just so un it's just not exciting to me anymore. So Michael reignited that in that passion in me and I love him for that. And so his his book was great and I, I highly recommend it. And he's a big believer in podcasting. Do you subscribe to his podcast? I do. And um, I subscribe to a ton of podcasts, but yes. And, and it, anytime I see one about leadership or something along those lines um, in his, in his catalog, I'm, I'm there. I'm on it. That's wonderful, Stephanie. And we're going to move to the last question, which is my favorite. It's kind of a tricky one. So just digest it, have some fun with it, come back with an answer. If you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, this world's identical to Earth, but you didn't know anybody. You still have all the experience and knowledge that you currently have, but only $500 in your pocket and a computer with internet access. Your food and shelter is all taken care of, but what would you do in the next seven days? Well, I would go for a long run and uh, clear my head. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good start. But, you know, I would, do, I would do exactly what I'm doing right now. I would start with a blog, you know. I would just start writing, just start publishing my thought leadership insights and lessons learned and nuggets of wisdom and pointing people to, uh, in my industry, to reputable sources of information. I, I believe in the process so much of sharing your thought leadership, and positioning yourself as a leader in this digital age that uh, there's so much opportunity to build a business from that. So I would just start, I'd start all over. Stephanie, that was actionable advice. In this entire interview, you have peppered Fire Nation with actionable advice, and we are all better for it. Give us (laughs) one parting piece of guidance, and then give yourself a plug, and then we'll say goodbye. My one piece of guidance would be to uh, follow your heart. Do in your life, life is short. You know, we don't know when our last day on earth is, is going to be and things can change on a dime. And it's so important to just live your life with passion and follow your heart. So that's my, that's my advice. And what, what was the other question? Give yourself a plug. <laughs> Give myself a plug. Um, okay, well... You can find me at stephaniesammons.com. That is my, really my personal blog where I share a lot of personal insights and thought leadership. And you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Steph, S-T-E-P-H, Sammons, and it's S-A-M-M-O-N-S. Wonderful. So come, come connect with me. I will link all of that up in the show notes. Fire Nation, we salute you, Stephanie. Thank you so much for your time. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you so much, John. I really enjoyed it. All right, Fire Nation. Are you pumped up to create your own podcast now? Don't let your lack of time, knowledge, or skills hold you back. All you need to do is record an MP3, send it to my team, and we do the rest. It's really that simple. Visit www.podplatform.com to find out more. Thank you for joining us at EntrepreneurOnFire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.